Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter, news, and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Now, I am still sick. Uh, sorry about that, I guess. Also, the manga is going to be on another break next week. And historically speaking, we have continued our Chrono Trigger stream on break weeks. But due to my cold, I'm not currently in a position where I can commit to that. If we do end up doing one, we'll announce it on our Twitter page. But with that out of the way, we'll be jumping right on into chapter 1013, and then later chapters 180 through 189. Here we go. Perfect. We've got them hanging out with a shark. Our boys, Zoro and Sanji. Sanji's tie is a little crooked, but I like it. I'm sure it's crooked just because he's about to throw down with this shark. Yeah. Thinking about how best to munch and crunch on this lad that reminds him of his greatest foe. I can't imagine why it would remind him of Zoro at all. I barely see a resemblance. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they both got the crazy eyes, but aside from that... The fin looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. You know Zoro. He's known to pull out that three-fin style from time to time. Oh, yes. Only in those uh, emergency situations. But uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say about this. It looks good. Looking forward to coloring it later today, probably. You enjoy that. Indeed. That takes us into the chapter proper. We've got Grumpy Big Mom, uh, Laid Out Alti, and Nami looking very small between them, but looking very cool. Look at them. Yeah, we're starting off right in the middle of some serious uh, situation. Serious and very brief. I think you'll find that this uh, Nami versus Ulti business that was hyped up in the last few pages of the last chapter is resolved in the span of about two pages. Yeah. Before it is uh, sniped from Nami's clutches by Big Mom. Noticing a bit of a pattern here. It's pretty disappointing that there is literally one move that Nami does. Like, Tornado Tempo looks freaking awesome. But but it misses, and then yeah. she's about to get bopped. Yep. She has to be rescued by Big Mom, pretty much. Extremely disappointing. Also, I didn't notice that Ulti had four tiny horns on her forehead. That makes her way more dangerous than I ever thought. Yeah, those headbutts are way stabbier when you've got little spikes going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if that was her, like, technique before she got her devil fruit power, or if, like... The addition of these spikes and the tankiness that comes with being a Zoan is kind of what uh, inspired her headbutt style. Well, isn't her zone fruit basically um, the same as, I can't think of the actual dinosaur, but Rampardos from Pokemon? Uh, I believe that is correct. I don't remember the name of the dinosaur itself, but I think that is true. I mean, I think they've always been pretty headbutt-centric, but uh, I would be surprised if her skull could take many headbutts before the alteration, personally. Probably. Unless she already knew Hottie before then, but... That's true. That's true. And actually, we've seen uh, Usopp's skull get broken many times, so... (laughs) Maybe it just doesn't matter as much in this universe. I suppose not. Uh, But to get into the deets, Usopp here is trying real hard to get Nami to not do this... She doesn't anyway. 
fires off a big old tornado tempo. Like we said, it misses real hardcore. Then she gets nabbed. It's about to get her skull shattered by a big, mean dinosaur lady headbutt. But uh, Big Mom saves her, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so with this Mazer cannon move, which, again, looks very cool, no doubt about that. Uh, it's a combo move, they call it that, and you can even see in the panel where they say combine. They're all three there, but then when the move actually happens, Napoleon's just kind of chilling to the side. What was he doing in this move? Uh, <laughs> what a good question <laughs> i don't know maybe they used him to just kind of like guide where the cool laser blast was going to be but it spawns in part from prometheus's mouth yep so if he had stayed there then maybe he would have also gotten blasted and you know don't want your sword getting blasted that's no good for anybody <laughs> yeah sure it's it's the sights why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's my best and only guess. Yeah. Uh, it goes straight through Ulti, which has to hurt. Yeah, like straight through her stomach. Uh, and then creates quite a sizable explosion mm -hmm, behind mm -hmm. her. I guess everybody can just shoot lasers these days. Yeah, right? When do I get mine? <laughs> yeah, couldn't be easier. You'd neither have a devil fruit, you'd have some tech, or just slap like some lightning, some fire, and a sword together, and bam, boom. There it is. <laughs> Laser explosion. That's right. Now, I actually had Googled Mazer Cannon, mm. and uh, I don't know if it's, like, confirmed that this is the inspiration, but the first thing that pops up when you Google it is uh, this weird, like, satellite gun thing from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, I guess uh, maybe Oda's been watching some kaiju movies over the past few weeks. Yeah. I mean, we know he takes inspiration from all over the place, so it wouldn't surprise me. Indeed, wherever he can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, big if true, but uh, Prometheus and the gang are all real hyped up about this. Big Mom says that's what you get for hurting Otama, and it does seem like, at least temporarily, like with page one, Ulti seems to be down for the count. Yeah. You're really stressing me out here, Oda. Yep. I mean, yeah, it seems like her body literally should have just been separated into two pieces based off of the attack. Like... Yeah, it's like going straight through her stomach. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the previous page, it kind of looks like it's clipping the side of her, like, cape. Mm. So I could see him pulling, like, a... It's not as bad as it looked. Yeah, but it also, like, you can see bits and pieces coming out the back of Ulti, so... Indeed. I, it's going to take some real convincing to get me to that point. And she looks unconscious in that yeah. panel down below, next to Big Mom's big spooky head. Eyes glaze over, for sure. So, until we're told otherwise, this does look as though Big Mom has taken down both Ulti and Page One for Usopp and Nami. Woo. So, I hope that doesn't turn out to be permanent. Regardless, this has now put both Ulti and Page One in critical condition, effectively. Indeed. So... I don't know, maybe this is a way to deal with the problem that we've brought up before, where it's like, where do they go from here if this is where they're already at? Like, maybe they couldn't handle a full-powered page one in ulti, and they needed... Oda felt the need to have Big Bomb soften them up for him. Yeah, but this is not softening. This is straight-up pulverizing. 
<laughs> Indeed. She really went to town with that meat tenderizer and yeah. crushed them a little bit too hard. Also, we didn't actually comment on how this is the first time that we see Hera. Uh, yeah, I guess she was just inside Big Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Last chapter when we saw her. I don't know why Oda did it this way. Like, this was not some grand reveal or anything, so... Hera's just kind of there. It does appear as though she is a cloud, just like Zeus. She's not made a pure light name like mm-hmm. I speculated last week. And she doesn't have a hat like I wished for, but she does have hair, which is something. Uh, that's true. Later on, she does munch on Zeus, and we don't see like if she transforms or anything after that. So maybe she'll get that hat power up you've been dreaming of. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, Usopp scoops up Otama. They're about to get the heck out of there when Nami sees out of the corner of her eye Zeus chilling in the corner. She's all confused about this Hera operation. Prometheus gets pretty bummed out because it turns out Hera's not interested in him even though according to him she was created specifically to be his girlfriend. But turns out it's not so easy to earn love Prometheus. Better luck next time. Yeah. I'm also not so sure about how like incestuous that is they're both parts of big mom's soul please don't date each other um it's just self-love jordan that's all (laughs) (laughs) all right never mind i've changed completely it's okay (laughs) came around on that real quick Mm -hmm. um zeus sees all this going on in the corner there he's pretty bummed out that he seems to have been replaced uh all the same, tries to get back on Nami's good side for a second before <laughs> jumping back on the big mom train. But uh, he's just getting rejected left and right. Poor guy. Yeah, this is a very sad cloud. It's a bummer being the useless one with the cool new thundercloud in town. Like I said, though, trying to get back in big mom's good graces. But uh, big mom doesn't want him anymore. Tells uh, Hera that if she eats Zeus, she'll get a power-up. So, dig in, eat this other piece of my soul, and get a boost. Easy peasy. Yeah, I feel like maybe I don't understand Big Mom's power enough, but I feel like she should be able to just basically suck in Zeus herself and then imbue Hera. But I guess maybe that's not how it works. I mean, we see her later, like, squeeze the soul out of him, but that still seems like too much effort for something that she created from her own soul. Uh, I suppose that's true if it's her own soul, but every time we've seen Big Mom specifically manipulate a soul up until now, she has had to mold it with her own hands. Um, So it made sense to a certain extent, but you would think she would have more control over her own soul. Yeah. But that's not... Yeah, oh well. it really makes you wonder just how much like agency these homies have over themselves. Because we've seen Zeus like flip flop back and forth between sides a number of times now, mm-hmm. and uh, King Bomb, the big tree, mm. back on Whole Cake Island, he just kind of seemed free to do whatever he wanted after he decided to rebel. That's true. I kind of wonder, like we've said in the past, with um. Onigashima falling if Kaido goes unconscious. Like, if someone knocks out Big Mom, what happens to all of her homies? Uh, well, this seems very, very similar to, um, Moria's power. Oh. Shadow power, where he can 
pull the shadows out of people, imbue them into other stuff. Mm. And then he has full control over them once the shadow, like, sinks in properly, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Ors for a little while was a little bit rebellious, but eventually he got with the program and was a full-fledged slave. That's true. And then Big Mom, <laughs> with a theoretically stronger ability, doesn't seem to have all that much control over uh, her soul power when they're embedded in other things. And uh, in Moria's case, according to him at least, even if you knock him unconscious, all the shadows and stuff are still going to be inside of what they've been placed in. Right. So I would imagine that just because of the other similarities between the two powers, Big Mom's probably works similarly. I like that. That all adds up to me. Because once they're like placed inside something else, it seems like they're basically outside of Big Mom's control, right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I you know, Prometheus and Napoleon are just very loyal, I guess, and uh, I don't know. Zeus is just a little flip-flopper. I guess so. Maybe the other homies are mostly loyal to her just out of fear. She's a big, scary lady. Don't want to get on her bad side. I am scared. Yeah, she makes a lot of spooky faces this chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back on topic, I guess, though. Uh, Zeus starts to get munched on. Beds for mercy, just wants to leave and live his own life doing cloud stuff, I guess. Uh, but Big Mom can't allow that either. Can't just let a bit of her soul exist out there <laughs> in the in the open world. Mm. So, And then she tries to get Otama <laughs> on board with this idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Big Mom is looking for backup from a child here. <laughs> Indeed. Especially a mostly unconscious one from the looks of things. Yeah. Uh, well, Otama's fine on the next page, but I guess being uh, plucked by Big <laughs> yeah. Mom would wake up yeah. just about anyone. <laughs> pretty much. When you're being seized by fingers of that size, pretty easy to be jostled to and fro back to consciousness. Yeah. If only Usopp had held on to his grip, though. Can't believe strong man god Usopp let go that easy. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's got a big brain plan coming up. Uh, sure, flee. <laughs> Get the heck out of there. Pulls yeah. classic Joe Star signature technique alongside Nami. It's very effective. Indeed, it's worked for them, working for him. Uh, Big Mom places her somewhere nearby, I guess. Says, wait there. Don't want to mess with the straw hats. They're bad people. Don't worry, I'll murder them. <laughs> and <laughs> just as she's about to, Zeus starts his farewell speech, pretty much, where he's sorry that he tried to kill her. Couldn't disobey Mama. She's scary. I'm a coward. Um, But don't worry. In my last moments, I will protect you. I'll create an opening for you to escape. But uh, just get smooshed on the very next page by Big Mom's big old hands. Immediately. And also on the next page, Usopp already has Otama back. Uh, yep. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> what? What happened? I guess during the full page that uh, Zeus was uh, giving his speech, he circled back for a second, grabbed her, and then ended up in the exact same position that he was originally in. We can see him running with Nami throughout the entire speech of Zeus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just suddenly Otama. 
Or maybe Otama also got up and rushed back to where they were and got strooped back up by Usopp. That's what makes the most sense. We don't really get to see where she's placed after uh, Big Mom puts her down, but there's no reason to believe that she wouldn't just be able to flee by her own accord. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine Big Mom setting her down somewhere near the wicked Straw Hat Pirates. But, uh, I don't know. I guess Zeus did provide a pretty good distraction, so it's fine. Indeed. He was going on for a whole page. Poor guy. Uh, But he appears to be dead now. Big Mom snatches him out of the sky, squeezes his soul juice out of him, starts feeding the Hera. As a part of the last-ditch effort, I guess, Nami sends some black balls his way, trying to power him back up so he could escape. Uh, too late, though, and uh, Hera gets him instead. Yeah, she definitely gets some of the black balls. She gets Zeus's soul. Gets the entire climb attack in her mouth. Yeah, I'm not ready for Big Mom to be even more powerful, personally, but apparently it's happening. Agreed. Now, I think... I'm speculating about this now. I think something similar to this happened when uh, they were fleeing from Big Mom after the wedding back on Whole Cake. I think Zeus ended up somehow with the climb attack in his mouth. And that allowed Nami to like discharge electricity through him to put Big Mom out of commission for a couple seconds so they could make their escape. So maybe... Uh, the climatad ending up in Hera's mouth in this instance is Nami setting up a move for later. Could be, but we don't see Hera or the climatac again after that. Indeed. Like, yes, there is one panel immediately after where Nami still has her hands on it, but then when Otama is urging them to run, I don't see it anymore. Agreed. And then it seems like this big mom situation is being taken on by Kid instead so that they can escape and maybe if we're lucky, get those fights that have been hyped up for a little while now. But it just doesn't seem that Nami's going to be involved with Big Mom anymore no. going past this. But no. Oda's pulled the old switcheroo on us once or twice before, so maybe something will happen with that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see. Indeed. Uh, Big Mom decides, all right, since Otama has basically betrayed me, gotta kill her too, so... Big Mom is not an ally in any capacity, it seems. Yeah. Not even to Tama anymore. She so. is just as fickle as Zeus. <laughs> Pretty much. A real wild card, this Big Mom lady. Mm-hmm. Not messing around. But she has already attacked two key members of Kaido's crew, so yeah, we'll see what happens to their alliance. Yeah, the alliance cannot look good after this. Mm-mm. Even if Kaido only minimally values his crew members... Uh, he's going to be pretty pissed. Indeed. Those were two of his heavy hitters, the people mm-hmm. just below his uh, three calamities, the king, queen, and jack. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, it's not like Kid and Kaido are going to be friends now that Kid uh, attacked Big Mom. So really, who can say? True. Might just turn down to a three-way competition between the... Uh... The Straw Hats, Kaido, and Big Mom. Now that I could see. That would make things look slightly better for the Straw Hats, I guess, if they're not directly allied yeah. anymore. If they're fighting each other, that would at least provide a pretty good escape if they 
needed to get out, which, uh, based on the last page, they might need to. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so let's get there real quick, I guess. Uh, kid squishes Big Mom's big old head with his punk Gibson move. So real quick, on that move, I don't quite follow how he's doing this, because he catches the sword, right? Yeah. And he only has the one hand, and then it is immediately on Big Mom. I don't know how she would let that happen. Uh, my best guess is that she was just caught off guard by the fact that her sword was caught in the first place. She was expecting to make a full swing. I guess. Her sword was stopped. She was like, huh? And by the time she realized what was going on, her face has already been seized. Yeah, I guess kids just faster than I give them credit for. That's fine. Plus, you can see on that panel there that it's not that much difference in distance between hand a sword, hand a face, you know. Just has to reach a little bit further. That's true. And actually, yeah, now that I think about it a little bit more, like, Kid certainly wouldn't have to actually release his grip on the sword. He could probably just reform his fist past it and catch her. Like, through the sword, kind of? Yeah. Sure. So I take it back. That's fair. Sassin my boy Kid for no good reason. Mm -mm -mm. I've been doing it for like the past month, man. <laughs> Classic you. Uh, yes. Smoosh at her to the ground. Just noticed for the first time that Kid is actually in this panel mm -hmm. where uh, Big Mom gets smooshed. So he's getting hands-on in more than one way. Uh, everyone is real shocked that Big Mom has been flattened like this, but she immediately shakes it off and gets ready to throw down. Yeah, it really looks like he just made her mad. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Killer yet, so maybe he has some uh, planned move with Kid where, I don't know, maybe Big Mom is caught off guard and he can get in some attack on her back? Uh, I suppose so, but Kid, or Killer rather, uh, is currently occupied with Hawkins, so he's going to have to get through that wall first. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, never mind. Completely forgot about Hawkins. Silly you. You always forget about Hawkins. You forgot where we last saw him the last time we saw yeah. him. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It must be a part of his devil fruit power to make me specifically so. forget about him. <laughs> That's the power of voodoo, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kid wants to solo Big Mom here. I don't think it's going to turn out that way because we also know that Law's heading this way vaguely. So maybe the two of them together can do something about Big Mom, but I don't see a scenario where Kid wins by himself. <laughs> God, no. No way. <laughs> no chance, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. He seems confident, though, so maybe he's got something in mind. But he also seemed to have something in mind when we were fighting against Kaido up on the roof, too, and he didn't really seem to help very much. But He's just the cockiest dude around, and he can't even back it up all that well. It's why he annoys me so much, I think. You're not impressed by his uh, throw moves and his mech slams? He built a bird in the chapter page last chapter, you know. That's impressive. He did build a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that he could do so many cooler things with his power, because it's, it's magnetism, right? Seems so. Yeah, I don't know. He should be able to do something with that. I don't know what, um, but do something other than make a big arm. <laughs> yeah, he seems pretty content with just a big arm for the time being. Sometimes two big arms. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had punk something before. Punk 
robot. I don't I think, fucking know. <laughs> punk robot. I think it was Punk Rotten when he made the mech. That's what it was, Punk Rotten. And, like, that was cool. I could see that doing something here. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Also, when I first saw the hand grab Napoleon, I definitely thought it was Frankie, and I was very confused. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Frankie's pretty buff. I'm sure he could have finished off uh, Sasaki the Rhino Man real easy, and he'll solo Big Mom. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, yeah. That, that makes <laughs> so much more sense. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but everyone's real shocked to see Kid here. Some of them pleased. Some of them uh, not so much. The weird pig rabbit yeah i don't like him guy <laughs> and like Birdman, i guess mm-hmm. back there they're pretty shocked uh <laughs> usopp and nami have never been happier to see him yeah they are elated <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh tom is just kind of surprised but that's the last we see of this conflict we'll see what happens in a couple chapters i guess then that takes us to the big one here we go we're back on the roof no doubt we'll see some more cool stuff going on with Luffy versus Kaido. I'm sure our boy has him on the ropes. Uh, turns out none of those things I just said are true. Luffy has been defeated. <laughs> yep, Luffy's not looking great. Uh, but one of the more interesting things that I found on this page is just uh, the way that Kaido is talking. And he says, human beings don't give up hope. It kind of makes it seem like he's not one, huh? Yeah, the way he says that does make it sound like he's not talking about himself, which we've thought about mm-hmm. for some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's some sort of weird Oni man or something. Yeah, maybe he's just talking, you know, as a holier-than-thou type person. Um, just, I am better than everyone, so I am above them. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We still don't really know anything about Kaido's backstory beyond... He was an apprentice on the Roth's Pirates, and then he came here and has been messing with stuff ever since. But we got a big mom flashback in the last arc, so I'm sure the Kaido one's got to be coming down the pipeline at some point. And I'm sure his species will be <laughs> clarified then, if nowhere else. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Indeed. Um, remind me real quick, how many species did Big Mom say that she didn't have in her family? Oof, I think two. Okay, one being I say giant, two. right? Indeed, and the other race being whatever king is. <laughs> um, okay, okay, so one of them is not Oni. Not specifically, unless it turns out that that's what king is, I guess. Sure, but then why would she use that as an example instead of Kaido? Indeed. Maybe she just didn't think she had any chance of <laughs> recruiting Kaido himself. <laughs> yeah, she tried long ago, and he was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but I also could just be wrong about that two number. But... I also thought it was two, but nobody should trust my memory. <laughs> <laughs> After all, you forgot about Hawkins like eight times today alone. That's true. So. I was counting. It was eight. I might go for ten. <laughs> we'll see. Um he says here that uh, Luffy let his new weapon, the Conqueror's Hockey, go to his head. Uh, didn't work out so great for him, though. Uh, Kaido was pretty bummed out <laughs> that it turned out this way. Um, I guess he was kind of hoping that Luffy would give him more of a run for his money. 
it seems like he's almost sad that he got excited. Um, mm-hmm. Like he was expecting more from Luffy because he says he should have just cut off his head. Like, ah, well, this was easy, so I should have just taken the easy path right from the start, you know? Mm-hmm. But he could also just be bummed out because he forgot to cut off his head and now the people are going to fight on because they're not going to believe him that he's killed their captain. But I think option one is the more likely option based on how bummed out he looks. Yeah, yeah. And now the whole last panel, Mm -hmm. because now they'll keep believing that you're going to win, won't they? (sighs) So he's just saying, like, because Luffy isn't dead, everyone's going to believe that he was tough enough to stand up to Kaido and therefore can overcome him? Is that effectively what he's saying? I think that because he did not take a trophy, pretty much, didn't slice off the guy's head, to show definitive proof that Luffy is dead, that this is going to turn into like a crocodile situation where Luffy hasn't been seen for a while, but they still believe in him that he's going to come back and finish the job at some point, pretty Mm. much. Okay, Um, okay. Which, you know, you and I, as readers of fiction know that's going yeah. to be the case uh absolutely <laughs> there's no way luffy is actually going to die here no he can lose for sure indeed he can't die though uh certainly is in a sticky mess at the moment though he has fallen off the roof and uh i don't know if they're necessarily still above the ocean anymore um they probably are the consequences would be way lowered if they weren't true luffy should be able to survive a a fall on you know just the ground unless there's like spiky ground or some weird stuff going on like that fire or something (laughs) sure yeah um but he'll still be way down low and outside of using gear fourth he doesn't have a means of flying no but we have we have a few people that could help him out if they knew about it they would have to go fetch them, though. They would yeah, have to take the time to stop whatever they're doing, uh, go find Luffy wherever he's fallen, and return him to the action, which is going to take time, if nothing yeah. else. Which is, but something has to happen. Like, right. either Onigashima needs to come down to Luffy, or Luffy needs to get back up to Onigashima. Quite. They're th- those are the two options. I guess they could meet in the middle if they really wanted to. <laughs> could do. Or maybe someone's going to snatch him off out of the sky before he falls too far. Maybe... He's already pretty far down there, in my opinion. True, and as far as we know, nobody knows that this has happened, so... Right, they were the only two on the roof. Right. I've been trying to think about, like, what is going to happen to Luffy if he hits the water. Drowning. And there's three... (laughs) Three things that I've thought about. Um, One, this one... Probably seems the most likely to me. Uh, Jinbei. Uh, sure. Jinbei's going to have to get down there. But he's a good diver. I'm sure he can make it. <laughs> yeah. No problem. He could just... He could beat the cat off screen since that's what we're doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. And no, just Big Mom's going to beat there. the big cat for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's sad and true. Mm-hmm. Um, another I thought of was... And these can probably almost be paired together, but either the uh, giant fish or the octopus dude. Giant fish. Koi. Oh, one Is it of the... Koi? Like, you're talking about just like the fish that 
Like we're by yeah. the waterfall. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I think they were technically koi, but all the same. Uh, you think he'll just maybe like land on one of them and hopefully it'll be okay? I mean, maybe he gets eaten by one. Mm-hmm. Maybe he lands on one. I don't know. But they've been used before in the water around this area. Yeah. Same as the octopus dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the octopus thing is a neutral party as far as I can tell. I guess so. But it did help the straw hats earlier. So that's true. It could also be. I mean, I don't know how they would help with this situation. I guess it'll depend on what their devil fruit power ends up being. But we know that Yamato is heading to the roof. Well, we don't know that. We assumed it based off how they were speaking last chapter. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. think that Yamato's heading up there. But unless like their power... I mean, since we're making Godzilla references this chapter, maybe uh, it's actually like the, the shining turtle ability that... Uh, Yamato has instead of the white tiger and they'll do like the Gamera turtle spin move and snatch Luffy out of the sky that way but Yamato was still like inside the building so they would have to get all the way up see what's going on Mm -hmm. and then try to rescue Luffy by which time I would think he's already hit the ground or whatever is going to happen yeah I could I don't know. I could see maybe Kaido makes a big announcement through the Marys that Luffy has been eliminated. Um, That wouldn't explain to everyone that he is currently falling to his doom, though. So it wouldn't wouldn't really get anyone to the point of being able to help immediately. Right. So it really does seem like Luffy's going to have to hit down somewhere and made his way back up maybe he'll land on the big mom ship that's just kind of been following sure it's just kind of been following kaido's island all this time what other option do they have honestly <laughs> yeah pretty much no doubt katakuri's on it even though we haven't seen them in like the eight times we've seen the big mom pirates in this arc and they'll team up and they'll make their way back up and they'll tag team kaido and jointly become the king of the pirates that is confirmed just now uh by me um wow anything else that you have to say about this chapter before we move on to the news um not well actually yeah i i feel like we should point out that uh kaido looks virtually unfazed i feel like we didn't say that he's breathing kind of heavy i guess from all the huffs i guess but but like as far as like visible damage goes i don't see he's standing (laughs) straight like there's no you know blood or anything that i see so Mm -hmm. still got his club even if luffy did put up a fight he apparently didn't put up as much of one as we had hoped indeed and that's all i have to say on the chapter you know what they say when it's one-on-one bet on kaido that's true luffy didn't and look at him now that wraps up the chapter like i said before break next week next chapter hits officially on may 30th And that takes us into the news. Only one piece of news this week. Starting non-specifically soon, (laughs) Crunchyroll will be dropping over 400 additional subtitled episodes of the One Piece anime to more regions, including France, Germany, Russia, Italy, Spanish-speaking Europe, Portugal, the UK, Ireland, and the Nordics. 
These episodes will include Thriller Bart through Dress Rosa, so that's a whole lot of new content for One Piece anime fans for those reasons. Uh, no info yet on when those will go live, except for the except for that those episodes with English subtitles uh, became available in the UK, Ireland, and Nordics starting today at the time of recording, May 16th. Um, so stay tuned for more information about uh, when those things will be dropping in the coming weeks. That's all I got for the news, uh, and that takes us straight on into the reread. Here we go. So, like you said, we're doing 180 to 189. This is from Luffy basically being saved by Robin to the start of Zoro and Nami's fight. Indeed. Turns out that thing I thought happened at the end of the last bunch happened first thing <laughs> mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the start of this bunch. So I knew I was right to be confused by you saying that. <laughs> Turns out occasionally you are correct about stuff. Uh, we'll just pretend that uh, that thing I said last time actually happened this time. That's my new headcanon for this episode. Perfect. Huh. So once again, the crew would be completely lost without the wildlife of Alabasta. Quite. Especially the Supersonic Duck Squadron. What a crew. Whose name is... Yeah, their name is just a little too long for me, though. <laughs> like, one of the guards, when they when they were, like, running up to the palace or whatever, one of the guards was like, oh, it's the Supersonic Duck Squadron. And I was like, well... That guy should have a bit of tongue. <laughs> Saying yeah. that so fast. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, Duck Squad. <laughs> supersonic Duck? I don't know. Just Super um, Squad. That's it. Yeah, Super Squad. I like that. Uh, One of these ducks must be just absolutely shredded. Uh, I'm talking like Aoi Toto levels of muscles if it (laughs) carried eyelashes. I assume it's the horned one that hit Bonchan, whose name I believe I saw is Ivan X. That sounds correct. (laughs) But just like, to carry a camel? Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't really have a frame of reference for how heavy camels are, but I would think certainly heavier than the heaviest people. Um, uh, I just Googled average camel weight, and uh-huh. it seems like anywhere between about 900 to 1,300 pounds. So only slightly heavier than <laughs> the average guy. Yeah, just only a little bit. a little bit. Understood. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah I think you are correct that must be one beefy ass duck only slightly stronger than the uh, average duck from the sounds of things but mm. uh still pretty impressive <laughs> good for him yeah i love these ducks they're good indeed and they're beefy and they actually participate in fights in small ways that's pretty dope oh yeah they are instrumental to this and Peru leads those guys uh i don't know if this has been said before but we we at least hear once or twice that there are two million rebels, which is too many. I started to think about this, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> what, what does this mean for the world population of One Piece, you know? If the rebels only on this one island number two million? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. I really think that uh, Oda really uh, went a little ham with the number of, like, basically fodder characters he's involved in this arc but he does this kind of stuff all the time going forward in fishman island luffy takes out i think fifty thousand just fodder fishmen with a single hockey blast 
That's yeah. pretty bonkers. But two million people here, that's way more than they have in this war in Onigashima. Yep. And it's just it's the rebels. It's not mm-hmm. even the population of the city or the the kingdom. Just the rebels. Indeed. It's crazy. Just half of the fighting force, pretty much. Big yeah. who. Yeah. Big, big who. Um, oh, geez. Then we get into some really emotional bits with Karu. Oh, yeah. Karu is really an amazing character. I, I sat there and I thought about it a while after uh, Karu saves VB from being trampled and then carries her up the wall and whatnot. And, like, for a duck that can't speak... He is so full of emotion. He's he's extremely dedicated and loyal. And uh, it's good. I never thought I'd like a duck this much. <laughs> yeah, that guy almost died like eight times in the span of like three pages. But he's still putting Vivi and her cause ahead of himself time and time again. Yeah. And he flies for a second. He does fly for a second. <laughs> it's very impressive. Indeed. He even impressed Mr. Two. He was so shocked. The most mm-hmm, appalled mm-hmm. a man has ever been. Yeah. And uh, that's Carew, the, the bravest duck and the bravest man I've ever met. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into Bon Chan in a little bit, because my love for him has also been reignited. But first, uh, I believe this is the first time that we see a object that has eaten a double fruit, correct? Uh, it sure is. Okay, yeah. And Usopp asks the very poignant question of... Uh, why can the gun move? And it isn't explained, but I do want answers. Ms. Merry Christmas speaks as though she understands the science behind it and is just choosing not to relay it to Usopp. Mm-hmm. So if Ms. Merry Christmas, just kind of like a rando, like as far as we know, I mean, powerful for sure and part of the underworld, but still a fairly like typical intelligent person uh, seems to understand how it works. Makes you wonder how it hasn't been brought up prior to now. I mean, to this day, we still don't know how that tech works. Yeah, it is a little weird. Like, we've had other examples in um, Funkfried, at least. Mm-hmm. And just nothing. I'm very curious about how they sort of gain life sentience. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Whatever, we get a sneezy dog gun, and that's fine. (laughs) That's good enough for me. This Mr. Four guy sure does seem like he should just play baseball instead of being a criminal, because he's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, he is. I'm also surprised that there were two people in Baroque's works that used bats as their main weapons. Um, I guess so, but Mr. Like Nine or whoever that was. Yeah. Kind of a nobody in the grand scheme of things. Well, not really. I mean, he was a numbered agent. Like, yes, compared to the others, he is nobody. But compared to the millions and billions, he's something. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. That's a little weird. But, you know, the difference is that he had two bats. And his was like a (laughs) chain bat that he could, like, shoot at people. That's uh, true. Mr. Four uses baseballs. So really, if you think about it, couldn't be more different. You're right. Yeah, you really... <laughs> whew, you got me there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, oh, there is a fun little part where Chopper and Usopp are kind of arguing, and Chopper calls Usopp's nose a beak, and then <laughs> Usopp calls Miss Merry Christmas a penguin, and it's just a really good time. Indeed. That's very funny how 
the boys think she's a mole before she even transforms. And then yep. when she does transform, now she looks like a penguin. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the, that is exactly what we should expect from this pairing. And it's wonderful. Quite so. Lots of comedy in both of the main fights we see. The legendary five-ton hammer bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's here. Very good. Turns out that Usopp can't even swing around. I think he said like 10 pounds. Was his max. I think he said five. <laughs> Embarrassing if true. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I remember in like the diagram that the five ton hammer's actual weight was like four point four pounds. So even the the weight of that is pushing his limit. If that's the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Oh yeah, but the uh, the scene where <laughs> he just keeps making Chopper go like, Wah! where he's like <laughs> eight thousand people. Five tons. Like, yep. it is... Oh, so good. Classic Usopp. Classic Chopper. And this is the first, uh, like, real interaction these guys have had since Drum Island. So uh, Chopper probably doesn't really know, like, Usopp's whole shtick about being a, a dirty liar. So... Good point. <laughs> all these good things point. he's saying, true as far as he's concerned. Why would my crewmate lie to me? <laughs> Uh, Chopper is a known gullible person, so it really Indeed. is just a pairing made in heaven. Poor, naive Choppy. It's rough being he. Yeah, he's not always super naive, though. Like, uh, he pulled out his brain point again, and Indeed. it was used to great effect. Uh, I think he should pull out this one more often, honestly. Agreed. There's a whole lot of strategy involved in this fight in particular, because that's just kind of how Usopp and often Chopper fights go. Mm-hmm. Physically... Usopp and Chopper aren't a match for these two guys. But the Rumble Ball, maybe Chopper is, but with a three-minute time limit, uh, he had a hard time catching him with this whole tunnel operation that they've got going on. But uh, Usopp, he realizes that they can use the tunnels too. And Chopper uses his brain point later to realize, hey, they must all be connected if uh, Miss Merry Christmas is just like going in from existing holes and expanding the existing tunnel. Um to using that, they tricked Mr. Ford, taking out Miss Merry Christmas, since he's got a teeny tiny snowman brain. Use a combo attack to take down Mr. Ford himself, and using their brains, take out people much stronger than them. That's the good shit. Oh, I loved that combo move. That was just... Like, they didn't even talk about it or anything. It just happened, and it was... Right. It, it paid off so well, and I was very proud of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the first time we see the horn point too i think yeah he made a big deal of it and uh i can see why uh i am gonna leave the majority of the sanji ban chan fight to you well before we actually talk about the fight i did have a small gripe to vent about mr two viz and translation notes right quick oh uh i can understand to a certain extent Viz wanting to basically censor Mr. Two, right? The concept of an Okama is a Japanese stereotype. And as a company, not wanting to promote said stereotype is fairly understandable. Still something to be said about censorship in general, but that's where we are, right? But both in this chunk of chapters, and I also noticed this in the last chunk of chapters, but forgot to say something about it. They put in a translator's note that says the text on the back of his jacket says, Oh, come my way. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't actually say that, it says, Oh, come away. 
Right. So, again, I didn't understand wanting to censor stuff. But when you put in a translator's note, the audience is going to take that as basically word of God, right? So Mm -hmm. what they're doing is actively putting incorrect information as fact. That's true. That's true. It's a little bit scummy, I think. Just leave it untranslated. If you don't want people to know what it says, don't go out of your way to lie to people is pretty much my point. (laughs) It's, It's not what the creator intended, and therefore it is trash, basically. Pretty much. Stronger words than what I was going to use, but agreed. Um, but with that mini rant out of the way, Sanji versus Mr. Two. Not quite as fascinating as Chopper and Usopp versus the other two fight, just because, you know, Sanji's not really an underdog in this particular instance. I think any person going into this fight is reasonably convinced that Sanji is going to beat this guy. Uh, I guess so. I mean, they are pretty equally matched for most of it for much of it yes but part of the reason that mr two goes on to start relying on his clone powers is that sanji starts having the upper hand blocking his attacks getting more off on him sure but there's no reason to downplay bond using tactics like bond saw that it wasn't working he adapted and he suddenly caught back up to sanji i think that's very impressive I agree. My point, maybe I didn't make it clear, is that it seems that, physically speaking, Sanji has the advantage over Mr. Two here. Ah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. That is that is fair. Yes. I Mr. Two has to use his special abilities to make up the gap. That's all. Okay, um, I gotcha. And that makes for a lot of comedic moments, and Mr. Two, like you said, he's holding his own just fine, going toe-to-toe with this guy. Uh, the clone-clone montage... <laughs> That's mm-hmm. entirely Mr. Two's own face, except for Usopp's nose. Yep. That's great. <laughs> Classic Mr. Two. Sanji being the straight man in this scenario really, really helped me get through this particular bit. Um, yeah. Mr. Two chopping Sanji's extended heart eye and dealing like actual <laughs> damage to him. That yep. was very funny as well. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, Mr. Two going out his way to clarify when he breaks out his swan slippers. Before we start, I just need you to know, the one on the right is male, and the one on the left is female. It's so good. <laughs> Silly guy, this Mr. Two. Yeah, and then also, like, when Sanji says, like, well, it's not what's on the outside that matters, it's what's on the inside. And he's like, oh, you're so cool. And then he just gets beat into the ground. Like, Indeed. Delightful. Mr. Two's like, I can see there's no chance that my... Uh, clone abilities are going to have any effect on you and then Sanji makes it very obvious that maybe they will maybe they will a little bit <laughs> oh yeah Mr. Oh. indeed using Nami's face to exploit Sanji's biggest weakness and then Sanji to credit his brain countering that by exploiting Mr. Two's abilities weakness as well oh yeah he figured it out so quick and then once they kind of figured out that their tricks weren't going to work on the other uh, eventually boiling down to a slud match where Sanji does eventually overpower him and uh, ends with grudging respect between foes, but only kinda because Sanji still gets that final kick in to uh, take back uh, Usopp's classes for him. So Yeah, I was a little good. confused by that at first because I didn't... Well, I think right after the battle, there's like um, I don't know what they're called, but there's like a plaque that says spoils of the victory. And it says the thing about like the 
friendship. Yeah. Well, yeah, friendship. Um, I feel like it also should have said, you know, Sniper's goggles or Usopp's goggles <laughs> or something. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. But because uh, that's that's not the whole reason he did it, but that is what he kind of played it up as to Bon John. Pretty much. But all the same, I enjoy pretty much every Sanji fight. It's just that when you put it next to the previous fight that just happened, you know. It doesn't hit the same uh, nodes or whatever you want to call it. Like, they're just, yeah, they're different types of fights. Indeed. Well, Vivi and Chaka are going to blow up the palace, which feels a little bit extreme to me. But considering the circumstances, uh, not much else will do. So, fine. Uh, so be indeed. it. Indeed. It's pretty much all they can do to pretty much guarantee that everybody fighting is going to look their way. So they mm-hmm. can get a word in. Yeah, but Crocodile ain't going to let that happen. Um, but also, I don't know if this was revealed earlier, but Vivi in the last bits says that uh, she's been gone for two years, her and Igarim. Mm-hmm. I certainly was not thinking of it as such a long time period, but uh, maybe that was revealed earlier and I just missed it. But that's that's some dedication. Indeed, that's some deep cover right there. Kind of embarrassing that a crocodile who is based in Alabasta didn't notice that the princess was gone for that length of time. And also, by coincidence, a chick who looks exactly like her joined <laughs> his organization at about the same time. So, yeah, yeah, silly croc doing silly croc things, but I'm sure he had a lot on his mind when he was forming his organization. So, it's, it's true. Uh, and one last thing, which actually happened at the start of this, like at 180, um, when Robin pulls Luffy out of the sand, uh, she does ask him, like, why do you fight as someone with the name of D? Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you people like this? <laughs> yeah. And Luffy's just like, what are you talking about? And then she moves on from there. She says that it's it was useless to ask. Indeed. Now, I wonder if she thinks it would be useless to ask anyone in that situation, like anyone with the name of D, like if she's run into them before and asked them, like they they don't know themselves or if she's just like uh this guy's mind is other places. I'm not going to get anywhere right now. Um cuz she's I mean, she's a scholar, so, like, she would know about it, especially since, if I remember correctly, the giant that, like, kind of saved her also had the name of D, right? Like, Saul or something? Indeed. Jaguar D. Saul. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of both of those things. I think, I mean, I'm reasonably sure we'll get there when we get there, I guess. It's not for, like, 300 more chapters, but I'm pretty sure that in that flashback with Robin and Saul... Uh, she takes note of the D initial, asks him about it, and he doesn't know anything about it. So this would be a second scenario where she's met somebody with the middle initial D, and we already know that Luffy doesn't know anything about it either. So I think she okay. just thought maybe Luffy might know. Um, but, you know, like you said, he's a little bit preoccupied with the dying and such <laughs> at the moment. Um but also probably suspected that because Saul didn't know anything either that odds are Luffy wouldn't. So Yeah, 
just wanted to make sure I got your opinion on that one. Uh, <laughs> I guess we will find out more when we get there. Um, we get a little tease of the Zoro and Nami fight, but it's like two or three pages and it's not really any fighting. We see Zoro run off in the wrong direction. <laughs> Classic Zoro. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll get into that more next time. That's right. Again, break next week. We'll be back to discuss chapter 1014 when it drops on May 30th. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.